Sports Podcast. I said, Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast with Andy Ruther and Joe Prano. Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. Welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. I am your host, Andy Ruther. Coming to you live from Cincinnati, Ohio, with my co-host from Los Angeles, California, Joey Nochel Prano. What's up, Andy? Early morning, brah. Team Red this morning. I wish I could do the blood hand signal. Yeah, our Team Red. I went to the game last night. Another- have, you, have, you, have you slept in your uh, Reds gear? No, I wore a Sabo jersey, but this was underneath. And apparently, I, I recognize this this Cincy shirt is very popular. A lot of people were wearing it. And I was like, God, everybody has this thing on. That's that Cincy company, right? Yeah. But uh, yeah, it was my first my first night game, and um, very disappointing news. The Reds have raised and uh, you've been ejected from. Great American ballpark for going backstage and walking through the kitchen of the hot dog stand, trying to get your own hot dogs. No, but it is related to the hot dogs. The Reds have oh, okay. al- the Reds have already decided to raise the the twenty dollar all you can eat thing to twenty five. Yeah, bunch of fat Midwesterners heard about it and they got there and they're like, "We're losing money." I said, "Guys, like I did this two weeks ago." Oh, I've already raised it. Come on, you know what are you doing? 20, I talked about I talked about it on my podcast. I mean, it's still a good deal. Five hot dogs, unlimited popcorn, peanuts, chips, and a drink for twenty five bucks. It's still a good deal, and I did it. But come you on, did it? And did you give hot dogs to like your buddies? Yeah. Okay, that's the move. Yeah, I would hope so. I'm not eating five hot dogs. Unless, well, that's oh, the thing. The one drink five hot dogs thing they almost it almost makes it seem like it's like oh the one drinks kind of bs by the way value meal okay because of covid they again protocol they want you to get a new cup every time right so you put on a wristband and that's what identifies for you to get all the stuff so you could you could give your i mean that's actually a good rule though because then you could just hand that soda to somebody else exactly yeah so um, well, I'm glad to hear everything in the Midwest is as I left it, a bunch of fat person deals. <laughs> you can upgrade to the $27. Everything comes with chili on it, too. I wish. <laughs> I, you know, I love I love baseball girls. That's what I'm going to lead off with this. I was saying love yesterday. baseball girls like just girls who go to ball games. Yeah, there's always attractive women at baseball games. Just it's a different breed. I was I was noticing that last night. Tell my buddies, like, look how many cute girls are here, man. Cute girls in baseball outfits. Be a lot better if we could score a run, though. What was the final? Four nothing. Man, it was it was one to nothing heading into the ninth. Posey had a three run double. So the Reds last two games I've gone to Reds and White Sox. Reds, Giants combined, and this will lead into our Kluber talk real quick. 
combined five runs in the last two Reds games. So and a four nothing loss and a one nothing loss and a one nothing win. Okay. And if you if you go back to the Dodgers game, did the Reds score that game that we went to? Uh, did they score one? Yeah, maybe one. Yeah. So they have two runs in the last three games I've gone to. Yeah. So look, it it does again leads me to that discussion of as a fan, I don't mind pitchers duels and you know, the Giants as a team were were really dealing last night, but man, I would like some runs when I'm going to it, it, not even just for my team. Like these games are going quick. Yeah, but that's I mean, that's baseball's uh you know this is why baseball and the the powers that be and i saw a funny tweet today somebody said rob manfred's definitely gonna ban no hitters soon by you know making it so pitchers can't pitch into the ninth inning or something like that um but that's isn't this wasn't this baseball baseball's problem baseball's too long that was what i've been hearing for years baseball baseball's struggling because it's too long now no hitters are happening in two hours and three minutes. And eh, baseball doesn't have enough runs. Well, now we're talking about two. Like we we literally have to pick a lane. Is baseball too long? Or well, who's we? Who is we? B- people who complain about baseball. I'm not compl- like I didn't complain either way. I'm saying for my personal enjoyment. So you're right. So you basically you're saying baseball is not long enough. I don't care about length. I'm just saying right. I want to see some runs. Like, like I said, if I mean this is crazy for me. Think about it. if I've gone to if I've gone to four games, and I know it's one team. So people could say, well, maybe your team sucks and can't get runs. That's I mean, definitely that, part of the problem. That would certainly be. I mean, I think the 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 major problem in baseball right now. I mean, I don't want to say a major problem, but like the issue is that the the teams that that can't hit can't hit. I mean, yes, batting average is down throughout the league and whatever, but like the Mariners have been no hit twice already. Like there's the teams that, you know, pitching and defense and the shift and the, you know, three true outcomes and launch angle and all that stuff factors into less offense, less offense, less offense, but also, the teams that are bad are bad. So you, then, you, you know, you guys aren't good. You started off hot, um, you know. Well, but it's not just the Reds. That's my point is, is I'm going to think about it. If there's been five runs in the last two games combined, the teams they're playing aren't scoring. But last night, again, the Giants had one run heading into the ninth. Right. It, it, my point is, like, it's both teams. And... I was just like, man, I, I want, I don't, again, I don't mind strikeouts, but I'm thinking in my head, can we get some, a little excitement in this ballpark? There's only, I don't know. It's, 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 uh, it is interesting, right? We have sit Kluber through the six, no hitter already. Yep. So I, I would love to hear from the dirt balls. What do you guys think from a fan experience? Would you prefer more runs? Pitchers duels. I don't know. I mean, obviously I like good pitching. There's, there's no doubt about it that this, the game, 
the game i'm not i'm not arguing that the game has not become less exciting but i think people focus on again all the wrong things it's i i've made this point before this is like when the nfl tries to fix things oh people are getting hurt too much on kickoffs let's move the kickoff forward so that teams can now kick pop-up kicks inside the five and fucking murder kick returners like it's it's the the they make the worst rule changes and yet like they don't fix the problem that like again umpiring sucks umpiring sucks i mean every day we see like robot umps like forget just going to robot umps i mean i want i want to spill uh, like umpire blood on the streets of major league cities everywhere like umpires have umpires are a terrorist organization at this point i mean they ruin baseball they do it openly they're so quick to throw guys out like the umpires suck the shift sucks you know the launch angle thing i get the analytics of it but maybe if we take the shift maybe if we make an adjustment to the shift we make an adjustment to the uh strike zone it's hard to hit balls. It's hard to, you it know, is. it's hard to get on base a lot and get a lot of base hits when launch angle. It's all about like, you know, dip and jack, but also things that are below your kneecaps painting the zone at a hundred miles an hour is also a strike. I, I do think the move at this point, and I was thinking about that watching last night and it's a lot easier, right? When you're in the stands and we, and we were, closer to home plate, higher up. When you see the shift from that viewpoint, you just say, how are these guys supposed to get hits? Everybody's shifted to one side of the field. I think that could be the answer. Oh, go the other way. Go the other way. Like when when Jacob DeGrom is putting 100 on your lower inner part of the strike zone, I don't care who you can. You couldn't go the other way if you're a fucking Jedi. Yeah. So, you know, but instead we're like, hey, let's uh, move the fences in and uh, start a guy on second base in the extra innings. Well, how about let's, you know, defund umpires? Well, we'll we'll see. You know, I mean, obviously I'm going to keep going to games. I love going to games and they're cheap and it's good value for your entertainment, but. Give me some runs next time I go. But I did get home in time for the start. LeBron James. Of the Lakers-Warriors game. What a game. What a game. Hell of a game. I mean, it's just so good. Like, the... This is big. It's the, the end big of the deal game. event this memorial. Yeah, this, this is big. It's a big um, deal event. Sorry. Yeah, I was pulling up the, the box end of the score. game. The end of the game excitement is one thing. Um, I had, you know, obviously anything can happen in the Warriors next play in game, but I was more looking at this game going like, hmm, it'll be interesting to see how each of these teams look. The Warriors playing a, you know, team that is the defending champs that. Has everybody back? Maybe not everybody at full strength, but has everybody back? And then LeBron coming back, 
you know, a, a bit hobbled against, you know, a Steph Curry led team that's been pretty hot. It was more me like, you know, seeing where they're at because they're both going to probably have to play, you know, the one and two seeds going forward. And it kind of played out as I thought it would, uh, but it was, it was just such an exciting finish, but the defense of the Lakers in the second half turned up and, you know, took that game over. Yeah. Really did. I mean, just some key plays like, you know, the Caruso had that huge steal after he shot off the side of the backboard yep. made up for it. And uh, that was huge, huge shots back and forth. Steph looked amazing. Steph looked great. Steph looked great. Although, you know, if like uh, Steph looked great, played great, had some huge shots. I mean, the shot at the end of the first half where he's double teamed and he still refused to pass and he, you know, he, he gets that bucket was incredible. Um, but the, the thing about Steph is, it, 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 to me, I, I just always find it interesting the way, and you know, I was, I was like this about Kobe's career. I've been like this about LeBron's career. I've been like this, the way people decide like the narrative or like how they're going to root for somebody. If that game ended in reverse, if Steph hits a huge shot to go ahead on a, you know, end of a shot clock 35 footer it's the way like you know any quarter if any quarterback like makes a crazy pass it's it's insane but if Mahomes that is it's like typical Mahomes if Steph hits that LeBron shot and then LeBron goes down and has his sixth turnover of the game to end it we would be talking about how great a shooter Steph is and LeBron's LeBron chokes at the end in the end, you know, LeBron hits the game winner in Steph's eye. Steph comes down, has his sixth turnover of the game. Doesn't even get a shot off. Game over. Yeah, I mean, that's a tough spot. I mean, 2.1 seconds. That's a tough spot for Steph Curry. No doubt about it. I am, I am just talking about, you know, the perception versus the reality. The reality is that's absolutely a tough spot. The but the reality of it is, you know, LeBron James playing past his minutes uh, limit has a clutch three in Steph Curry's eye. Like, why are we not talking? Like, why is the whole thing like luck and the his eye gouge and how much he was acting and whatever? And not like, here we go. The goat is back. He's done it again, folks. Well, I, I think a lot of people are still saying that. You know. I mean, that shot was uh, pretty, pretty insane. Here's the thing. LeBron James, to me, in in terms of, you know, his his mental aptitude of the game, the way he gets other players going, the, his ability to be a team leader. Like, is he still the single best player in basketball? Mm, it's getting close, but like, I'll still like take him for what he can do. But I will say one thing. If if Steph Curry, if that game is reversed and Steph Curry hits LeBron shot and LeBron turns that ball over, we are absolutely the, the media this morning is absolutely doing a, a is Steph Curry the best player in the NBA conversation? 
Well, I mean, that, that's a good, because that's a good talking point. That's a good clickbaity, let's have a discussion around this. And that's, that's all the media is nowadays. Sports, politics. News isn't news anymore. And obviously that applies to sports. I mean, if you have to fill three hours with Skip Bayless and Shannon Sharp, what are you doing? Like, what are you, seriously, what are you doing? They don't do three hours, do they? I don't know. I'm, I, they do a be, lot, probably. That would be insanity. A lot of these shows do two, three hours. They're not talking about the hot dogs of the Reds game. They want to debate for 30 minutes about. And that's, and that's my thing always, which is, and I was talking to Tug about this on when we went to play golf the other day. It's like, I, you know, you got to, you got to push me. I'm either doing hyperbole or you really got to book back me into a corner to say, this guy sucks. This guy's great. Like generally on this show, when I talk about guys, I, I'm it, it starts with the underlying fact. These guys are all better at this, at their given sport than I am at anything in life. I am on the record. Steph Curry is the greatest shooter of all time. Steph Curry is an all time player. Steph Curry is like, top 15 for sure. And, you know, has the ability to be higher than that. That being said, it's just, I like Steph Curry. I love Steph Curry. I'm a Steph Curry fan. I would say I'm borderline a Steph Curry stan, but then I'm also like, Hey, I feel like sometimes I've got to be painted as some sort of Steph Curry truther because I'm like, let's tap, let's tap the brakes a little bit in saying this is what Steph Curry is compared to other guys. And I'm just glad that, you know, it came out on the right side last night. And I'd like to see Steph and the Warriors win that game and get in because I think that's better for the league. I think it makes for a more exciting first round. Um, but if it had been reversed, you know, we'd be having a whole other discussion this morning. People have kind of accepted the fact that LeBron James is just going to do this. But if he does, and it's like, it's like not even that big a deal. It's also like it's luck. And let's talk more about his flopping. Let's talk about that. I'm like, all right, guys. He was definitely doing some acting with the eye thing. But I think that was to try to get the flagrant foul. I mean, I think it was to try to get the flagrant foul, too. I think it was try. I think it was almost more to try to get some rest than it was for the flagrant. The flagrant was certainly a factor, too. Win-win situation. It gets a little bit of rest. Also, and and again, th- I'm totally fine with that being a common foul. But Draymond Green put two hands into a guy's face. Like, it wasn't a common foul. <laughs> well, I like the comment, though. I don't know if it was uh, Van Gundy or Mark Jackson said, though. He, he doesn't have the athletic ability to jump with LeBron, if that makes sense. Like, like he may, I think it was Van Gundy. I mean, the comment... He's doing that. He's going for the ball, but he can't get no, as high. No, he's not going as... for the ball. He's not going for the ball. Two hands you, to face. You think he's just going for his face? I, I mean, what I think is he jumped knowing I'm going to foul him and then was surprised to be like, oh, I'm not even going to be able to get his arms, but I'm going to foul him. And yeah, I think, I think he actively, he put two hands into his face. Yeah, 
I think it's a common foul, personally. I, I'm fine with it being a common foul, but then when you come down two possessions later and Steph like rubs somebody going around a pick and you're like, there's there's absolutely no contact there whatsoever, and they call a common foul, you're like, well, these can't both be common fouls, right? Like my thing is again with like umps, refs, like I need consistency. If two hands to the face on a dunk attempt is a common foul, I'm fine with that because that's got a sort of a let them play vibe. But then Steph Curry sliding off of little fucking picks, let him fucking play. Yeah. I'm all for let him play. You know why I'm all for let him play? Because first of all, my Knicks are a hard nosed defensive team. So let's let them play. Gives my team a better chance to win. And then after the Knicks, my rooting interest is LeBron James, who's a who's Rob Gronkowski in, on a basketball court. So I'm totally fine with let him play. So Memphis goes to Golden State. And then tonight, the Pacers travel to D.C. Who do you like in those two games? I like the Pacers and I like the Warriors. Yeah, me too. But I, I can see both teams going. I can see both games going the other way if, you know, certain players go off. <laughs> I'll, I'll be rooting for good games. But I think, um, I think for excitement factor, we want the Warriors and the Wizards in? Well, better name recognition with Westbrook and Beal if you get the, the Wizards in. Yeah. And a lot of these matchups are, are good for playing out. Celtics, Nets now. You know, the big, the big names and the big teams. I mean, I mean, that game last night, I, I knew, I mean, we all knew the Lakers were going to come back, I think. Yeah. But the back and forth in that fourth quarter was, I mean, that, I don't, I don't know. Dare I say the best game of the year so far? Yeah. I mean, up there, it, certainly with this, with all, all things considered the stakes on the line. Um, what do you think in terms of what you saw from the Lakers? I mean, I th- there was rust, obviously. Yeah. But I think, I almost think winning a game like that would help them more than if they won easily. I'm, I, I, what, what interests me about this Lakers team is like, I almost think the whole thing is the next round. Like the whole thing is the first round. Now they're the seven seed, they get the Suns. In the first round, if they if they beat a Suns team, and if they beat a Suns team, you know, sort of relatively easily, five games, six games, seven games is you know. Now we're talking about pushing long series to you know with guys who have had health issues the whole year. So like a long series going to help hurt them going forward. And by the way, I'm not saying that 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 winning against the Suns is you know, given, but if they, if they beat the Suns in five or six games, to me, they're a hundred percent the favorite. Like, I'm not worried about it. I'm not worried about who else they play after that. Yeah. 
I'm not really worried about a matchup thing. It's like if they can shake the rust off, play well, beat the two seed without it being, you know, a down to the wire, like guys getting beat up, guys getting battered kind of series. I don't really care who their opponent is in the West. Well, like I said, I think I think winning a close, hard-fought game sometimes can motivate people psychologically. And there was a lot of shit talking going on in that game. A lot of showboating. I felt especially from the Warriors, from Steph. And by the way, it doesn't bother me. Draymond. And I knew, I knew how that first half ended. I said, Lakers are gonna come, they're gonna have to come out playing. And you know. They got help like somebody like, like Caruso to me just like completely helped that it was game. Awesome. It's awesome. What a what a fucking fun guy to root for. And the headband, the baldness, just the the overall dork vibes. That but dork, he's great. That dork has some athletic ability, though. I tell you what. I know. And that's why he's the best. He's he's he looks like such a he looks like such a fun you, you, when you look at Caruso. He looks like the guy who shows up to the Y with the headband on him. Really, bro? The headband? Yeah. The fucking headband, dog? You're a fucking bald dude. You don't need the head- and then he just yams on people? <laughs> and you're like, all right, dude, wear whatever you want. Yeah. It's funny you say that. I thought the exact same thing last time. Like, he looks like somebody showing up for a pickup game at like a local gym. That's like too into it. You know what I mean? It's the opposite of like the Billy Hoyle thing where he's like no you know he's got the fucking back to the future hat no he's got the whole he's all geared up and you're like bro you look like a dork and he's like uh i might be the third best player on the lakers <laughs> i was gonna say because because schroeder was playing so poorly couldn't hit a shot and then he couldn't guard Steph. i mean the, the lakers have good depth I think, depth. A lot, and, and I, again, I think a I lot, think the, you know, a lot better than last year. Yeah, absolutely. I think that, I think they, you know, the thing with the Lakers, it's all going to be that defense. If that defense is going to have halves of basketball, even halves of basketball where they lock guys down, they're going to be hard to beat because they got shot makers. They have, they, they, they present major matchup problems. You know, Wiggins did pretty good on LeBron last night, especially in the first half. Uh, Draymond was certainly problematic for AD for a lot of the game. But on most teams, against most teams, it's going to be like, who's going to guard LeBron? Who's going to guard? And if you have somebody to guard LeBron, who's going to guard AD? Yeah. Just a matter of getting those guys healthy, playing with consistency. But there's a, a lot of things we'll see play out very soon. And, and and for me, the biggest news of the week of the NBA has been Kwame Brown. Now I have had snippets, literal oh my, snippets oh my God. of this story. This guy's a star. I mean, he's been trending for like three or four days now. If you're watched, not following I five, him, I watched five seconds or 15 seconds of one. 
And I was like, okay, he hasn't said it. Like he's starting to say something, but he hasn't said anything yet. And then I was like, oh, this is seven minutes. I was like, I don't have time for this right now. So he's been going off on his Instagram live. It started with him going against because of things said on the podcast, you know, Matt Barnes and uh, Steven Jackson have a podcast and they had, they had made some comments about him. And Gilbert obviously, Arenas was on. Is that yeah, what happened? And Gilbert was on too. Uh, obviously, you know, Kwame Brown, the joke forever, a bust, the number one overall pick, Michael Jordan's pick, the Wizards, then his days with the Lakers, whatever. He had 13 years in the NBA. I didn't realize he was such like a country guy. Like he's a country, he's a good old country boy, right? And uh, to me, that's what makes it funny. Part of it is just you know he's got that down south accent and uh just i mean he's going i i pulled clips play him because i i have i i know that he's been doing it but i haven't heard the words i just keep seeing he chose violence and you know turned down for never and like so so we'll just play clips for different people so this is him this is uh This is a quicker one. This is him going at uh, Stephen Jackson. Gil. Hold on. Well, let, let me let me rewind it. Well, I'm excited for Stephen Jackson because, like, listen, who likes Matt Barnes? Nobody. Well, this this is a quick this is a quick one. Like, like okay. this is this is how things were getting going. This is uh, four days ago. This is a 24 okay. second clip. Fuck you talking about? So I'm gonna address you directly. At No Chill Gill. That's Gilbert Arenas. And at Stack 5, fake Black Lives Matter activist ass nigga. And a gangbanger that killed niggas at the same time, allegedly. So you just confused. So I'm going to help your little confused ass out. Just give me about three, four minutes. Fuck. Okay, so that's just like a quick clip. Okay. That was at Steven Jackson. So he's saying a lot of different things. So like he's calling people, like calling them out. It's getting personal. Now, this is uh this is the Matt Barnes. This is a little yeah, this is what this is what I'm here for. Okay. Fuck Matt okay, Barnes. Though. Well, I that's well, okay though. Well, hold on. What what he said, I thought it was funny what he said about Stephen Jackson. He was like, Wait, I, I don't know, so I don't know too much about it, but he's saying, Wait, dude, your black lives matter, but also you're like pick a lane. Yeah. That's his that's his thing on a lot of this stuff is he's just calling dudes out for what he views as like. So but my here's my thing, like, that's fine. And that's whatever. And we can get it. We could like I think we've done plenty of stuff on Black Lives Matter and, you know, violence and inner city violence and gang. Ban- like that's it's a complicated issue. What I'm what I what I'm here for, the heat that I'm here for is Kwame Brown is clearly upset that people are trash talking him and calling him a bust and blah, sure. blah, 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 blah. So my, what I'm here for is his response. Like, okay, you're calling out somebody's like political. I want, I want the heat. Well, I'm here for all the heat and I'm going to play a lot of them. And, and to me, again, that's, what's funny. This is the map. This is the, this is long. This is a minute seven. This is Matt. Bar- Excuse me. This is Matt Barnes. Uh, this is the Matt Barnes disc. One of many. 
And I don't, you haven't followed this. They are all going back and forth. So how it's been playing out is call me Brown will release an Instagram live and Steven Jackson will come back with one. Then Matt Barnes will come back with one. And then call me Brown. Comes we, need, back. we need a, uh, a, like, what are they, what is it when it's on Twitter? Like an unravel, like an, uh, you know, uh, I need to like, I thread? need to, Yeah. I, but I need it. Like I literally need a threat. I need to be like, I need to watch this video. And then I need a chronological stacking of these videos so this is from yesterday this is posted 20 Somebody, hours ago if there's if there's a dirt ball who's like deep there's, in this uh thing put it all in one place for me dude, there's too much dm so it to is, me in chronological order start it start your own twitter thread i mean this tweet literally says call me brown fires back at matt barnes i don't think this will ever end this is from 20 hours ago this shows how much has been going on with that comment i don't think this will ever end so this is Kwame Brown, who's always, for some reason, in a car when he's doing it a lot of times. Or I love a truck. It. And Becky with the good hair, I hope you learned your lesson, boy. Matt Barnes. You need to shut your goddamn mouth. You ain't a man amongst men. I don't want to hear shit else from you. You can pass out weed. I heard uh, Yuck Mouth say it on a podcast. You cool because you showed up and passed out weed. See, that's what I'm talking about. We got to get stupid ass niggas like you out of our culture. That don't mean you cool, bitch. You should have been passing out book bags, you dumb motherfucker. You should have been passing out some hope to these children. But no, what you want to spread the fuck around is that you some type of tough nigga because your emotional ass had to jump your motherfucking gate, bitch. That means you wasn't welcome there. You one of them sadistic, suicidal, crazy some bitches. How the fuck you got to jump the gate at your own house, bitch? You a goddamn shame. Not only was a nigga in your house, you got to jump your own goddamn gate. Ah, damn, you ain't welcome, boy. Just like you ain't welcome in none of these real man conversations. So shut your goddamn mouth, bitch. <laughs> See, now we're getting somewhere. I mean, the, the gate jumping, I think, is reference. I think is that. The reference to Derek Fish, because, you know, Derek Fisher was banging his girl or his ex. Yeah. I'll be honest. There's like a timeline that I'm not fully up to date on. Uh, and, and here's his Jamel Hill. Line or going after did her. She, did she did she get involved? She or, or she's just catching strays. She tweeted that. God, I gotta. I this this. I'll be honest. This is tough to keep track of. Let me let me see what she tweeted. Well, it's tough to keep track of for me because I haven't kept track of it at all. But that's what you're here for, Andy. Um, I have enjoyed it. She tweeted to call me Brown. She tweeted. He's not on Twitter, but she tweeted. Um, God damn, she tweets too much. I'm trying to go through her fucking Twitter. I have. I've had her blocked for years. Which I know is a wild thing to hear from such a woke cuck like me. <laughs> um, she tweeted, Oh, this is how it started. On May 17th, she tweeted, Call me Brown today and yesterday, and there's violence checked. Right? Okay. Like a picture of violence. Yeah. So he responds to her doing okay. that. I love this. I love that she just said, like, a, an innocuous tweet. Yes. He's like, I so, got bullets for everybody. So now he again is in his truck. <laughs> he's always a lot of times he's in the truck. I'm so into this. And, and this is what he says to her. 
Miss Miss Hill, please don't do that no more. Please don't lie on me like that no more. My mama in the ground, she dead and gone. But I got a few aunties that'll tell you how it is. Please don't do that, ma'am. I got a few aunties that'll tell you, hey, lady, by definition, you're wrong. And they might not say lady. Because I know how y'all women like to jump in rooms with men and then be so extra sensitive when a man tell you motherfucking wrong. So I'm going to find one of my cousins to tell you, you wrong, lady. Now, please stay in your lane. Don't do that. Bye-bye. <laughs> Mama's cooking. I mean... He's so he's I like so, that. I like I like that in in not so many words. He was just like, listen, I'm not going to mansplain it to you. I'll have a woman explain it to you. I'll have one of my aunties explain it to you. So this is him going at. So he also has a lot of words for Stephen A. Smith and just basically that the sports media industry that we've now, talked about. Now, have you watched like all the clips? Did you watch all like, did you watch all his res responses and shit or as many as you know of? I've watched a lot, but like you said, I'm not sitting through. It seems like he's, it seems like maybe he got some cloud on the first one and now he's just like leaning into it. Oh, that's what he's doing. I, I mean, that's what he's doing. I'm not watching seven, eight, nine minute clips. So, so Matt Barnes has invited him on. There, I will smoke. watch it, but I'm just, I just haven't had the opportunity. Matt Barnes invited him on the Up and Smoke podcast, but also Gilbert Arenas. I don't know if you saw this. Gilbert Arenas said, "You do not want to fuck with Comedy Brown." Gilbert Arenas was sharing stories about them going to nightclubs on the original, on the yeah. thing that set it all off. And he's like, "Yo, dude." Now I heard that that Gilbert wasn't even like trashing him at all but he still had words for gilbert i don't know but i know gilbert said he shared some story about the nightclub and how many security guards it took when they were playing and how like you cannot contain this man and he's basically saying do not fuck with Kwame brown you'd love to hear it like he might not be the best basketball player but when it comes to hand-to-hand -hand combat played, and again the bus thing is one thing but also 13, 13 years seasons. in the nba yeah yeah. So this is what he has to say for Stephen A. Smith. Now, in this clip, he's looks like he's in his residence. I think he's wearing I think this looks he's, like what are you, a fucking deputy at this point. Like he's in. Sir, please, please go back in your residence. I think he's wearing a camo do rag. Nothing to see one. here. Everybody in your residences. This is pretty funny. I think he's wearing a camouflage do rag. OK. You got to the videos are funnier to watch, too. All right. So this is what he has to say for Stephen A. Smith. After now, now that I got a platform, I'm going to use it for the right way. It's time to put respect on niggas' name. And you niggas that I'm disrespecting, that's because you the one that's a gatekeeper of disrespect. Steve so he's talking about Stephen A. Smith being the gatekeeper of disrespect. Stephen A., you bald forehead, people thinking you tough. Saying all kind of shit like, oh, then you come see me. Well, sign up. Let's go to Seattle and you sign up. Well, Seattle, you ain't got to sign no waiver. Meet me in Seattle where you can have mutual combat and talk like that. I'll slap a two. You don't look like you got a toupee on the front of your head or how hard I'll slap the back of your head, motherfucker. <laughs> the hell you talking about? Y'all got people fooled with this fuck shit. And Skip Bayless, thanks for the pass. I don't even know what the fuck that meant. But thanks for the pass, I guess. I don't know what grown man need no goddamn pass, but thank you. I ain't get no pass from your co-host when you was letting this punk motherfucker talk about a teenager and going around college campuses. You never get. You gave him a pass. 
Mortified scrub. He can't do nothing. This is that. I had to endure you talking about my mama's son like that, bitch. The fuck is you talking about? The only thing you known for being a black man that disrespect and talk about other black men. I should find who your old lady is, you punk old bitch. Show her my mama's cooking. I sprinkle a little good seasoning on her. I don't talk too much, nigga. The fuck you talking about? That was that seemed like it was less on Stephen A. Smith than it was on. He seems like he went hard at Shannon at the end there. It sounds like he did. I am uh, so. He, here's my best explanation. The original podcast happens, and then they're like, "Hey, did you hear what somebody's saying about you?" And he's like, "Where did they say this?" And they're like, on this podcast. And he's like, what's a podcast? And they're like, well, let me show you. And then they pull up, you know, Instagram clips. And he's like, this is a podcast? Like, well, this is an Instagram. And he's like, what's Instagram? Like, it seems like he just discovered the internet and just found out that he's like, oh, I can talk directly to everybody. I think he did. And so now he's like, oh, so if I, if I say i'm gonna slap Stephen a smith he will see this and they're like yeah just talk to your phone dude and he's like ah. so now he's just sitting around like it's like when you're fucking you know one of your parents discovers facetime they start facetiming you every day he just he just realized like he can go live on instagram and the whole world's gonna fucking see it and he's like oh well why don't i just talk about slapping everybody oh bro it's non-stop i mean he went hard at uh charlemagne yesterday Great. You, want my, I haven't watched this one. This is two minutes. We don't have to w- listen to the whole thing. But sure, let's thi- go. This is. Uh, I mean, I can only talk about LeBron James being the goat so much. Give me a little Kwame Brown anger. Now he's back in his truck for this one. Okay, back in his truck. He's wearing a Lacoste shirt. He's he's working from up. the camo do rag to Lacoste. He's all over the place. Not Charlemagne the God. Not Jamel Hill, not punk ass DJ Envy that I think his wife's spanking his bitch ass, and Angela Lee, uh, Angela Yee, you need to stay out of men's business. I know you always on the podcast with two men, but lady, like I told Jamel Hill, you so don't- so now he's t- is he time is, t- is that the radio show? Yeah. Okay, that's the New York radio show. Yeah. What's it called? Uh, I forget. Okay. Fucking the whatever. Don't have nothing to do with this. Now, two men spoke up, so I'm a well. I don't know what Charlemagne is, cause throwing penis and penis and butt at Donnell Rollins. See, I see why they got your <laughs> bitch ass on that podcast, and I see why you got offended. Yeah, cause you one of them, boy. How in the fuck you allegedly raped a girl, and this girl crying and all this shit, and you played guilty to the shit, or no contest, and your bitch ass is still on a syndicated radio station, motherfucker. Are you God, nigga? You the only black man in the world that can rape some girl and admit to it, and then be on a national show, bitch? What, you gotta go to the office and dance for your boss's bitch in a thong? That's why you keep always talking about Bunky and Dick with DJ Envy Punk? You motherfuckers done fuck with the wrong one. Now let me explain something to you, you punk bitch. So they must have. I didn't even know- talked about him on Breakfast Club. Yeah, Breakfast Club. That's it. So they, so, so the three of them, they, they obviously brought. They, they did the same thing we did. They brought up his beef, and now he's just, now he's just going. So basically, this is a never-ending cycle. So are we next? 
Now we're talking about he'd be like, any of the bitch ass complaining about hot dog being five dollars. You can't fuck. You come out here being like, you gonna talk on me? Thirteen years in the NBA, you coming in first thing you doing on your show being like they raise the price of hot dogs. <laughs> I come there, I'll slap a hot dog down your throat. Over there talking about jumping off kitty rides, fucking playing around in the fucking gears at amusement parks, coming at me. I've listen. I got a friend who I got a cousin who had a traumatic brain injury. I ain't going to do it myself, but you square up on my cousin, Dented Frank. Get you and Dented Frank in the ring in Seattle. We'll have a dent off. See how much smack you talking then, Andy Ruther? And then, <laughs> and then fucking Prano over here. Pedophile, mustache-ass-looking, fucking Groucho Marx-looking motherfucker talking about me. Come on now. <laughs> let's let's finish this uh Charlemagne so clip. Hard, your, your fucking relatives in the motherland be feeling it. Smack them fucking caterpillar eyebrows off your fucking face, Prano. Get the fuck out of here. Let, let me get the last uh 45 seconds or whatever it is in the Charlemagne clip. Know my sister that my daddy had when you went to high school with him, you dummy. <laughs> I didn't even know her. I know her now. I met her at my grandmother's funeral, you punk bitch. See, that's what happened when you speak about shit you don't know what you're talking about. And that's what happens, Charlemagne, when you hang around so many women and sleeping on them couches, you try to tell a man that don't identify with what you're talking about. Because I know the women you hang around say that a man that'll say you a motherfucking punk bitch, somehow that's violence. But by definition, that is not violence. Maybe I need my mouth washed out with soap. But that's my opinion. You a motherfucking punk ass bitch. And that's not violent, sir. And I and I, <laughs> I did I did Zach Galifianakis fucking hangover meme in that in the middle of that one. I'm like, what doing I'm like, I don't even know who he's talking about anymore. But it, but I again I think I think this is an ongoing thing. It's, it's just like it's it a cycle. Like, it seems like he had the beef with the people who talked about him. Now he has the beef with the people who talked about the conversation he had with them. So this is just never like I, I, I'm telling you, he's just addicted to Instagram live at this point. I'm all for it. I think we're next. You know, whoever like I love it. I can't wait to see. I can't wait to see who fucking he's hilarious. Who goes that next motherfucking view talking about it. <laughs> Joy Behar ass. I'm in Joy Behar. Take an arm of joy, put it in your eyeball. <laughs> Whoopie ass Goldberg, trick ass bitch. Black on black crime hating bitch. Your lips are going to be a couple purple after I kick you in the teeth, Whoopie. I'm all for it. Like, who knew Kwame Brown was so funny? Yeah. I think and you're by right. funny, you just mean insane. It, it definitely sounds like he just discovered. Because he doesn't have, I started following him on Instagram. He doesn't have a ton of followers. But it's good morning, like America talking ass, Michael ass, Strahan. I'll take fucking Kelly Ripper, shove her in your gap, two gap. I mean, his followers are definitely growing significantly, but yeah. it's like him and his boys were down hunting or doing something in South Carolina. And somebody said to him, Hey, man, you you seen what you know, Matt Kwame Brown? You know, they're talking about you on the internet. He's like, What's the internet? 
You mean like the World Wide Web? I oh, might pull up that pull up that AOL. <laughs> I might deviate. You know, I'm heading to South Carolina tomorrow. I might deviate and try to find Kwame wherever wherever he's at down there. I want Kwame to show up to the PGA, which is in Kiowa Island in South Carolina. Hey, where's that Rory ass McElroy? <laughs> Can you imagine, right, that, bitch? Can you imagine them cutting to Kwame Brown on the course? <laughs> Well, we've decided to get a different audience. Jim Nance is going to Kwame. He's standing there like the guy with the nail in his head and Happy Gilmore. He's fucking three heads taller than everybody else. After I love you, Mr. Gilmore. <laughs> I love the truck move. I love the yeah. Instagram live in his truck. It's where you do your best thinking in the car, in the shower. It's only a matter of time before he goes live from the shower. I'm in here thinking about it. So I, what's he talking about in Seattle? Is there some rule you can just fight somebody or something? I don't know. So are you allowed to have hand-to-hand combat in Seattle? It sounded like that's what he was referencing. I dig it. Which is funny if he knows that, but he doesn't know what Instagram was. Yeah. Like, like he knows laws or places you can do that. Yeah, I, I'm for more of this. So Kwame, keep it up because... Uh, I can't get enough. The guy, you know, I tweeted this. He needs his own podcast at this point. I think he's that good. Kwame, you need to relax a little, man. Actually, don't relax. Don't relax at all. Yeah. What kind of advice is that? I, I was going to say maybe he could he could chill out. Yeah. I, this I was trying to segue into Miller Lite. It's what I was trying to do. I was, oh, fa- okay. I was failing. You know, crack a cold one. Take a deep breath. Hang with your boys down in South Carolina. I, I can see Kwame Brown drinking some Miller Lite. Yeah. Man, the man likes it. Uh, you know, he likes he likes to keep it real. That's for sure. And there's nothing realer than Miller Lite, honestly. The the greatest American Pilsner, maybe the greatest Pilsner around. Certainly the original light beer. Every other be, every other thing that has light in its name is just a wannabe Miller Lite. Just trying, just going like, hey, we wish we could be that. The original yeah. light beer, Andy. They invented yeah. it. The rest of y'all are just pretending. Well, it's got the legacy, right? You know, we, we live in a world of... It's about legacy, yo. That's right. We live in a world of like seltzers and IPAs, but... Miller Lite, that, that's the dependable one. You've always yeah. been able to depend on it since 1975. It's an easy choice. So next time you're getting beers with friends, make it Miller time. Luckily, you can pick up some Miller Lite pretty much anywhere they sell beer or go to MillerLite.com forward slash dirty sports to find delivery options near you. It's Miller time. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 96 calories and 3.2 carbs per 12 ounces. Great taste, less filling. Just, I mean, we had a bunch out on the golf course the other day. Oh, so, oh, oh, hold on. You want to try to answer it? Sure. Doing live calls? Oh, I hate they go so quick. Yeah. Somebody needs, somebody needs to make another Dirty Sports remix with that as the beat. Boom, boom, boom. Boom, boom, boom. Well, we can go to calls. We'll, we'll keep it short today. 
Okay. Um, yeah, I think our PGA discussion basically was Kwame Brown showing up. That's it. Well, we, we were going to talk PGA. There was, there was, uh, there was conversations between Tug Coker and I about getting another, uh, major, you know, uh, side episode going, uh, timing didn't work. I'm traveling today. Uh, we, we, you know, we golfed on Tuesday yesterday was, uh, was a busy day for everybody. Um, so we, we talked about having tug on, couldn't make it this morning, unfortunately, but the good news is we've got, uh, you know, this is the PGA championship this week down in Kiowa where, you know, you're going to be go, you're going to go be our correspondent. And, uh, we've also got the U S open this year, right here in sunny Southern California down in uh Torrey pines so we'll be back for that sorry we couldn't deliver on a pga one but you know what for going from say a year ago where we talked absolutely no golf to now apologizing for not having a side episode for one of the majors i don't feel bad also tuck has a new child so yeah he's got he's got shit to do all right let's get the let's get to the dirt ball calls What's up, Joe and Andy? This is Devin from up in Seattle, your number one Mariner fan, Dirtball. Uh, hey, I got a question Ooh. for your Colin show. What alcohol produces the worst hangover? Um, I think obviously a combination of alcohol has caused the worst hangovers in my life, but thinking from just uh, one solo type of alcohol, uh, for me, it's got to be Jameson Irish whiskey. So I uh, would like to hear your guys' experience with the worst hangovers of your life. Do it, boys. So I think that there's a scientific way of talking about this. And then there's a, um, you know, there's more of a, like how you get yourself into these situations sort of talking about it. I mean, obviously the, the beers, the wines, the whatever, they're not nearly as strong. So here would be my, uh, here would be how I'd say it. when I drink whiskey, I tend to be drinking straight whiskey, uh, whiskey on the rocks, whiskey with a little bit of soda, occasionally a whiskey and maybe ginger. Um, I don't do a lot of, uh, whiskey and Cokes. That's not, that's never been my drink of choice. I've done them from time to time. They're delicious, but I don't do it a lot. Um, for me, when I drink whiskey, uh, the only time I really have like a whiskey hangover is if I'm like drinking beers and taking shots of whiskey, or if I start mixing and matching. I'm pretty good on whiskey. Um, tequila fucks you up. Tequila provides a pretty bad hangover for me, um, especially because when I'm doing tequila, it's either margaritas, which I can take down a lot of, uh, or beers and tequila shots. So I would rank uh, tequila above uh, whiskey for me because, again, I tend to go a little harder at it with, you know, I'm pitchers of margaritas, whatever. Um, vodka can tend to give me a pretty bad hangover because when I'm drinking vodka, which I don't do often, it's basically a tasteless alcohol. So I'm going way too hard. Like if for some reason somebody catches me in like a vodka martini vibe or a you know, somebody's buying vodkas and sodas or God forbid somebody's mixing some sort of drink where they're like, Oh, it's based in vodka. And I'll be like, I can't, it tastes like juice. I'm gonna have 40 of these. So 
vodka i don't think gives me as bad of a hangover as maybe a tequila but i but like when i go at it i go even harder now we get into like the scientific for me science says rum because it's a sugar-based drink and it's a sugar-based mixer usually it's rum and cokes it's mai tais it's pina coladas all the sugar just all of it together and it goes down easy and it tastes great like i love a good tiki drink so you know you go out to a tiki bar you have five of them and you're dead you're literally dead so for me scientifically i'd say rum gives me the worst hangover man gotta gotta really bring back my memory on this one it's funny when you stop drinking you forget, like you literally forget what a hangover is. Like I have no clue at this point. I've been drank for seven years. Oh, a hangovers, headache, can't feeling nauseous. You know, parched mouth. Just the I, ins- the nonstop headache. Yeah, I think the difference is, I used to have bad hangovers when I used to drink hard. I couldn't do anything. I just sleep. I just sleep and lay in bed, watch TV. But like now, if I have like a slight, because edible hangovers are a thing, like minor ones. But the difference is like, it doesn't affect me. Like I could never, ever exercise the next day. Yeah. If I was hungover. And like now, of course I could, if I had a little, you know, little groggy is what I always say. You're a little groggy. Maybe, maybe you got a little too high the night before. But when I start thinking about some of the college hangovers, some of the bad beer, like drinking Ice House. If I'm only drinking beer, if I'm drinking beer and beer alone, if I don't mix it at all and forget like mixing in water or anything like that, if I don't if I don't mix anything at all, if I don't take shots as long along with it or mix cocktails, I will not be hungover from 25 beers. They say they say drunk and like hungover, like drunk sleep is so bad. It's just not good sleep. Yeah. That's why you feel. I mean, alcohol, not to be dramatic, but alcohol literally is like poisoning your body. That's why you feel that way. So is mushrooms, but sure. Doesn't mean I don't like I know personally, I, I said this last night at the game. I was like, sometimes I miss. Like I miss the savage days of just like just going off sometimes. Um, for, for me, the worst hangovers are for sure when things get start starting to get mixed. Don't mix things and fu- red wine's also fucking terrible. Red wine hangovers are bad. Wine hangovers are really bad. But I don't I don't often I'm not like the kind of guy who's like oh I went out and had three bottles of wine. So. But when I start mixing red wine into things, like, or if I go out to dinner and have some red wine and then I start drinking after that for real, mm, bad. So I'm sure that if I did do like a, hey, let's get wine drunk all night, that that hangover would be trash. Um, but again, I'm going to, I'm just going to say scientifically, stay away from the, the, stay away from the sugar and stay away from mixing and matching. 
And that's where it gets dangerous. It's like, oh, I got so fucked up on tequila. It's like, yeah, but that's because you were like margaritas and beers and shots of tequila. And like. Yeah, the mixing and matching is that, that'll do you in. All right. But I here- love rum drinks, but man, the sugar will fuck you up. That, that was my move. Freshman year of college, I was such a big Captain and Coke guy. Oh, I used to love Captain and Coke. We used to do this thing called Tough Guy Fridays. You couldn't have you couldn't have beer. the The rule was you start drinking at like two or three in the afternoon. And I would do I would do it with the upperclassmen in my fraternity, like the seniors when I was a freshman. And so you had to have liquor. I mean, obviously, where's this going? Like it's it's just it's going to end poorly if you're. 18 year old kid, you start drinking at three in the afternoon on a Friday and it's liquor time. You know, you want to go to the bars eight hours later. You're, you're in a vegetable state. Tough guy Fridays never ended good. I used to love bringing guy Friday. I used to love bringing, bringing cups like this. Kwame Brown is listening to this right now. I mean, like tough guy, guy talking about drinking rum and Cokes, tough guy Friday. My auntie, have a tough guy Friday. She's she finger your butthole. <laughs> tough guy Friday sounds very gay too. Crack ass shit. Tough guy Friday. Me and all my other white friends sitting around drinking Coca Colas, jerking each other off in the fraternity house. <laughs> tough guy Fridays. But like, take a cup like this, you know, like a big cup. Mix it. Sometimes, take you know, even when you that was like the move, bringing in the shower, thinking you're cool. Like, I'm bringing the rum and coke in the shower while I'm in the dorms. I'm going to keep drinking even while I'm showering. Fucking dork. God, I was such a dork. Pictures of me. Oh, my God. The shit I wore. Embarrassing. Total dork. Okay, here's a call for me. Hey, boys, Brandon out in Minnesota. We're uh, headed out to Cincinnati for the first time for the home opener, Vikings versus Bengals at Paul Brown Stadium, September 12th. We, uh, well, I've never been to Cincinnati, so I guess my the point of my call is I'm looking for some things to do Saturday night, the day before the game. Uh, so let me know. Thank you, boys. Stay dirty. Little, little Vikes, Bengals. Season opener. Uh, first thing you need to do is get some chili. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Uh, I haven't gone out too much because things are like just now opening up. Um, but there's lots of good spots in an area called Over the Rhine, which we've gone to. That's where. Do you remember that place that that had uh, video games that we went to? Yeah. And I met the that girl on Tinder. Yeah. So and like then there was the rooftop one that was pretty good. Yeah, where everybody's playing cornhole. Were they playing cornhole? I don't even remember. Yeah, that. that's called Rheingeist. Okay. So Rheingeist is cool. Over the oh, Rhine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. They, yeah, they were playing cornhole inside. Yeah. 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 And then they had a rooftop on top of that. Uh that's a cool spot. Rheingeist. It's massive. Um, and then over the Rhine is just full of bars. Uh, area called the Banks, which is down by the Red Stadium, has a ton of bars now, and they've closed off the street 
I don't know what the street, the name of the street, but they've closed off that street by the red stadium. So you can have open container on the street. So there's tons of fun areas there. Mount Adams used to be cool, but I think that's changed. That's up in the hill overlooking the city. The thing I've realized that I didn't fully appreciate when I grew up here was how hilly and to be honest, scenic, a lot of this city is that I just took it for granted, which is crazy because you just get, maybe you just get used to it. But like, I realized, oh, Cincinnati is actually a, a pretty city. You'll find stuff to do. <laughs> I'm, I'm giving him some ideas. Across the river, Newport, Kentucky, there's a bunch of stuff. I mean, you're literally giving him neighborhoods. If you were like, if he was like, hey, listen, I want to go to some place and hit like three or four bars, have some dinner, have some dinner, hit three or four bars. I can, I can do, I can give him dinner. Uh, but like, again, he's going to go out and get banged up. So don't be like, hey, go here and have this fucking. Well, if you want good ribs, Montgomery in. See, now we're talking uh, some good ribs followed by a night out on the town. That's, Ed, that's Eddie Ifs jam, game. by the way. That's Eddie Ifs jam is Montgomery. He's had it shipped to his house. Um, they're great. They're they're closer to they're not right downtown, but they're they're along the river. Um, but the, the, the thing is, I don't know, I don't know bars. But I mean, they still exist from when you were fucking like it's gotta be like. But, old haunts that like but it's changed so much if I, you know i could not, i could be sober 25 years right now and i'm gonna be like hey if you go to new york new york's different you know, though have go to mcsorley's and fucking you know two fists some some darks send me a uh send me a dm on twitter and uh i'll do i'll do a little recon I'll talk to some of my buddies i mean i'm a, i'm almost 40 year old i'm almost 40 and i don't drink so I'm not the best guy to know where to go. In fact, I couldn't tell you last time I was in a bar in Cincinnati. I am one pathetic loser. <laughs> okay. Next up. Okay, let's go with this one. Joe, Andy, number one, Farmer Dirtball, Jay. Um, what's your guys' go-to karaoke song? Just curious. Um, if I'm, if I'm doing a duet, it's, uh, Jackson by Johnny Cash and June Carter. If I'm on my own, if you never call me by name by David Allen Coe, don't fucking pigeonhole me and stereotype me as some podunk farmer. I've done more field work to outcast and 50 cent than anybody. Uh, oh. But my vocal range isn't real good, so I got to stick with the uh, country stuff. Also, don't peg me as a racist. Pretty sure David Allen is racist. Yeah, pretty yeah. sure. Um, <laughs> fuck, I'm gonna be canceled after this. Anyway, um, stay dirty, boys. I think we've done this before. I think we've done it before too. I'm certain we've done it before. I know we have. Um, I have a few. I don't love doing karaoke. I like to go to karaoke. I like to watch karaoke. Um, I don't. I'm I'm not that big on singing, but like you know, you always get yourself into the situation where somebody's like, uh, "Yeah, can you get on a sing?" So I have a couple go tos. Um, it all depends on the mood. It all depends on like what I'm going for. Um, basically, from serious, like if it's a fucking slow night at the karaoke bar, I'll sing Pearl Jam's "Last Kiss." 
Um, if we are, you know, we're swinging a little bit more, I'll do Dean Martin. Ain't, ain't that a kick in the head? Uh, when we start to dip into comedy, I'll do Backstreet Boys. I want it that way. And then if I'm just trying to blow the roof off a place, I will uh, do Ice Ice Baby. Yeah, Backstreet Boys. I went that way as a go-to. Um, I don't like karaoke either. I'd rather watch it. I love going. I have no problem. Like, I'll go to karaoke bars. I'll go to the karaoke rooms in New York all the time. Like, I am all for it. But I I enjoy just drinking and watching people sing more than I like doing it myself. Those are those are four. Oh, oh let's get it. You want to go live? Oh damn it. Man, what, you are what? slow on the draw. What do you mean slow? I hit accept. Unbelievable. I mean, first of all, get your noties. You should know we're live. They call them noties. Is that what they call them? I. That sounds like a very Nick D'Alessandro thing. That's not your noties on, dog. That's who I heard it from. Oh, I have to accept my microphone. Oh. It's a Skype issue. Yeah, that was a Nick D'Alessandro thing for sure. He used to say noties. All right, he's going to keep calling. This will be funny. Hey, turn your noties on so I know whether or not you guys are live or if I can go to Don's. Like, fuck D'Alessandro. <laughs> <laughs> Literally every single person in America calls McDonald's Mickey D's. Mickey D's, I know. Except for fucking... Old Nikki D, who's like, I, I, no, Nikki D and Mickey D sound too close. I'm going with Don's. I saw, I saw a new, I saw a new. He's like, Are we going to PH? What's PH? Pizza Hut. Oh, you mean the hut? I saw a new term yesterday. You, apparently, this is a thing now. Older, do you know? Have you heard the term for older millennials? No. And they, they were debating is this offensive? Oh, millennials, millennials born from 1980 to 1985. Is this geriatric millennials? Yes. Oh, okay. I have heard that geriatric millennials. So like I would be a geriatric millennial. Yeah. And then, so, so there was a huge write up on it and under it, it was, they did a Twitter poll. Is this offensive to people born between 1980 to 1985? Unbelievable. Well, as our resident woke head, I'm going to say no. But, but you can't really speak on it because this is actually my generation. So right. I, I can speak on it. Sorry. Yeah, that was that was very unwoke of me to speak out of place. I I am not offended by it. I'm proud of my geriatric millennial. Dumb, whatever you want to call it. Let's do a call that I have not heard. Okay. One of these people who called today. Okay, that was their call. It was two seconds of nothing. That was it. I feel like that's how about, how about we do the one that just left the call? Yeah. Hey, Joe and Andy, this is Nico dirtball state alum and current Indianapolis dirtball. I got a question for Joe. Um, if you were stranded on a deserted Island, would you rather be stranded with Tim Tebow stands, Kobe Bryant stands or Philadelphia sports fans? Thanks guys. Stay dirty. That would have been a good one to get live. Too bad we missed it. Yeah. Okay. That's an interesting one. I mean, Philadelphia fans easily are out. They're out. So 
they're out because they're just savage monsters and I don't want to have to fucking deal. Like, I don't even want to forage for food with like those like what dipshits. But the other two are tough too. Like the whole group's delusional. It's pretty easy for me. I don't see the team. It's it's tough. It's crazy. I might be going back to Eagles. Like my my instinct is like fucking Eagles fans. Yeah, Eagles fans are like generally just gonna be fat trash dumpsters. So like again, just thinking about you know, the general the sound, even the sound of their voice. So I can't even watch that fucking Mari of East Town on HBO. It's too much wood or fu- yeah. So fuck Eagles fans. I mean, a Kobe fan, a Kobe fan could be anybody, dude. A Kobe fan could be anybody, but they are like, like, like I but then I have, I have to deal with somebody who like, again, could be seeing something totally different from what I'm seeing. Like I need to be on, I need somebody that's all got their wits about, them. but then at the same time, like the Tebow fans are just going to sit there and be like, we don't need to go find food, pray for food. And I'm going to be like, Oh God, I think I'm going Kobe fans. Yeah, because- Kobe fans. I feel like I can motivate Kobe fans and be like, come on, show me that killer instinct. Give him the give him the weird jaw. Come on, Kobe wouldn't fucking Kobe wouldn't go back, go out and come back with less than 81 coconuts. Go get fucking 81 coconuts. Even if you fucking tear your Achilles, get 81 coconuts. Even if you drop 500 coconuts coming back with that 81, just come back with 81. Whereas like Tebow fans are just going to be like kneeling and praying and hoping for the best. I'm like, God, the Easter Bunny's not delivering us fucking food. Well, I don't, I don't even think it's a real, it's not, I don't assume all Tebow fans are religious. I just think um, if they're hung up on what he did at Florida, I would go Kobe fans. Yeah. I'm going Kobe fans too. All right, 310-359-8365. That's the hotline. Monday will be an all-call show. So that's already been recorded. It's already been recorded. Sorry if you missed it. No next Thursday episode. Only show Monday. I am taking the day off. Joe is too, obviously. Vacation. So uh, you get one show next week. I need to relax. I need to go on vacation. So... Need to need the vacation from his vacation. I need a little little R and R at the beach. I'll be on working vacations. I'm leaving immediately after I hang up here and going to San Francisco for three shows this weekend. Uh, one tonight at District Six, which is formerly the Soma Streets uh, Food Park, which I've actually done a show out before. I didn't realize that's where it was. But uh, if you're in the Bay Area, Soma Street Food Park tonight, doing a little uh, feature set before Matt Rife. Tomorrow and Saturday, headlining uh, Executive Order. Two shows Friday, two shows Saturday. Um, so go on my Instagram or look up Laugh City or go on, you know, whatever. I put a lot of tweets out about it you'll, or on Instagrams about it. You'll, you'll figure it out. Uh, next week in Alaska, the week after in San Diego. Cool. Thanks for the iTunes reviews, guys. I sent out, I went to the post office this week, so... A bunch where everybody was sent out. So if you want koozies, drop an iTunes review. Uh, DM me your, I'm sorry, leave your Twitter or Instagram handle and I can DM you for your address. So, and shout out to the uh, post office around here. Normally I don't say that. 
He was the friendliest, the friendliest guy ever. Like shout out to the post office. He was so friendly. And I'm used to dealing with angry, annoyed people in Venice Beach. This guy couldn't have helped me more. We were trying to figure out the best way, the cheapest way for me to send out koozies. Like I broke it all down. I was like, so I got these koozies and I got more coming. Like what's, but anyway, he was nice. Great. So shout out to him. All right, guys, that's the episode. Thank you for tuning in. Enjoy your weekend. And as always, stay dirty.